Hey guys, welcome back to the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. Keith and Ben here. And today we're going to be talking about some issues like spiritual freedom and what the heck that even means with episode 43. We had a negative experience with the church we were invested in and saw how dark things could get. So now we're out here and we're not afraid to ask tough questions that others are avoiding. And these episodes are the honest conversations that follow. Enjoy. So, Keith. What's up? It's been a while, man. Dude, it has... It has been a while. I know, right? Summer is just crazy busy, and the time that you find for podcasting just seems to disappear on the weekends. Tell you what. Yeah, well, <laughs> what has it been, like two and a half months now since we uh, recorded? It's, it's been at least two months. It's been yeah, at it's, least two months. It's been a while, that's for sure. How you been, man? Uh, Good, good. Summer is busy, summer is stressful, but you know, like life is stressful, so... Uh, that's one of those things you just kind of got to get over, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life is life. You know, summer, summer used to be so relaxing when I was a kid, summer mm-hmm. vacation, I could literally just kind of like turn my brain off and do only, it was like a three month long weekend. Yeah. And now it's yeah. nothing like that at all. No school, no test, no stress at all. Just freaking run around with your friends and climbing trees and breaking your arms yeah that's also in my summer <laughs> Wait. Yeah. now uh now you're just your air conditioning breaks and you have to buy window units and get those installed yeah yeah so yeah that happens you uh yeah your friend throws a bachelor party and you take some time <laughs> off work to go to that that was fun that was that felt like summer that was yeah. good i feel like i need to take a minute just to freaking it's been a while man i gotta get these jitters out you know we haven't oh, podcasted I... <laughs> in two and a half months you know what I miss you guys. It feels good to be back. Um, not only have we been busy, but uh, just been going through a lot of stuff personally, figuring out where we're at with the podcast, what the goal is, because I don't, you know, I don't want to continue on doing something that I'm not feeling or like trying to be in a place that I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, so, if, if this feels like work, I mean. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like what we set out for it to be in the first place. You know, it's if exactly. this becomes stressful, then I don't know if I want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? I mean it's not like we're making anything off <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, this is something yeah. that we do purely for fun, yeah. and we want to keep it that way. We want to protect that the the mm-hmm. part of this podcast that's for fun, that's for us personally. Yeah. That's you know that I that we feel like is helpful. Uh, I, I'm not really interested in doing a podcast that's stressful for me, and then maybe hopefully we get you know 25 people to listen to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're adding stress and still not getting anything out of it. Okay. No, no, we love all of you that are listening. You guys are totally worth it. Um, but we want to share a fun experience with you, not a stressful one. Yeah, and that's for just sure. that's just that. I'm allowed to say that. This is our mm-hmm. podcast. We can say whatever we want. Yeah. I mean, and that would defeat the whole purpose of what we set out to do in the first place yeah but. just be real and authentic and have genuine conversations i don't want to have yeah. a conversation that's like we got to put out content so let's just make up something to talk about mm-hmm. it if we have something generally in our minds we'll podcast yeah if not then you won't see us for another two months even if we lose <laughs> all of our fan base and have to start back over 
It's it, totally. I mean, most of our fan base is. is like our friends, our friends and <laughs> so our moms. Like, and well, our friends are going to stop being our friends because we're not podcasting. Yeah, well, screw no. you then. No, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> Keith's like legitimately heated over here. I am. Well, it is pretty hot in here. So I was telling Ben a minute ago, like this, this uh, spare bedroom that I use for like all my studio crap. It's perfect for one person. I mean, I feel like when it's just me in here, I stay pretty cool. But if you get like two or more people in here, dude, it just heats up. And I don't understand why or the freaking physics of it. And I don't get it, man. But it's probably the second law of thermodynamics that it is. No, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I so I saw some friends this weekend that, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen some of them in like seven years, some of them in three years. Tell me about it. Some of them are from Tennessee. So my friend uh, Paul Rocco, if you know who that is, hey, shout out to him. Congrats. He's getting married next month. Woot woot. Um, so basically everyone that was in my old band in high school when we were in a Christian like deathcore, grindcore, sludgecore band. <laughs> Uh, had a really good time with them. Uh, just any like nasty word you can think of and then put core at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sludge like core. Phlegm core. Hair in the bottom of the shower core. Yeah, phlegm core. <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, yellow snow core. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, pus but core. Pus core. That's <laughs> like, good. That'd be yeah. horrible. Heck yeah. Stench core. There you go. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, no, yeah, we were in we were in a band, uh, and you know, I think I've always kind of been. I don't know. Christian death metal doesn't really sound like something that'd be acceptable uh, to most churches, and that's fine because I think I've discovered after years of being myself that I might not be acceptable to most churches. Mm, I have it. some pretty challenging <laughs> viewpoints, but hey, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but we we. <laughs> We found out that we did not. We got together. We were planning on having a jam session. We did not remember any of our songs <laughs> that we did. I mean, because that was like ten years ago that we were in a band. Like it's crazy. Yeah, to that think. was a while ago. But ten years ago, so we well, that remember was far before I was up here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but we we started trying to write new songs, like a new song, and oh, man. juices were just not flowing. And I think the reason is this: because as soon as we just gave up on being creative. It got really easy to write a song. You just literally do the simple, like, generic chords. Everybody plays this. Uh, you know, like, like you've seen those videos where you can play, like, all the major hits with, like, four chords. Yeah. And it's just, like, yeah. every cool song is just four chords. Well, as mm-hmm. long as you just surrender to that cosmic pull yeah. that the greatest music has already probably been written you just surrender it takes the stress off, off yeah, of it yeah yeah you just it's not difficult to just do what other people are already doing really well boom and but but this it. is what you have to do yeah nickelback it exactly <laughs> i mean look at the wild success but what you have <laughs> to do real. is you have to just pick one thing and do it different or better than everyone else well that's life Oh, I mean i guess that's true you just do 95% right. of what everyone else is doing like if just, you want to be successful like doesn't matter what you're doing everyone's if every successful person is known for that one thing they do really well this i mean it true. doesn't matter whether say you're a guitarist or i mean um 
like Shroud, the number one PUBG player yeah. on Twitch, it's because he's the number one PUBG player. He literally got like forty thousand subscriptions today. Wow. Well, yeah. it is uh, it is Prime Day. So. Okay. Well. So. They go out Everyone there go out there Prime and get your on. yeah, get your Amazon Prime, get your get Twitch Prime, get, your get your it Prime going. on. But. Anyways, yeah. No, but, but it, it's it's so true. Like, in history, you can gamble on being the maverick who's like, I do everything different than everyone, and uh, my name is Steve Jobs, and sometimes that works out. You know what I mean? Some of those people, they really mm-hmm. just blow up. I'm going to say 99% of those people that think like that don't do anything fantastic with their life. They just, like, yeah. really try, and it doesn't usually work out. But then there's, like, this, like, not middle class, but, like, upper middle class people that they literally just do everything that everyone else is doing just slightly better or they yeah. do one thing that's different and bam, right there, boom, that's success. Yeah. You can be a successful entrepreneur by doing 90% of what everyone else is doing and then you do it 10% better or 10% different and do it in a way that people like it. And I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to make it in the music industry, I'm just throwing this out as free career advice. You just basically do what everyone else is doing and then adjust 10% of it yeah, to, and and be creative. Just be weird. Ten percent. Just, just weird. be you. Just be you. You're allowed to be an individual <laughs> for ten percent of the art that you make, and people will love it. People will buy that crap. Just be. But real. you can't be too much you because then people just won't like it. Yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's it, it's, it, look, it's a joke, but look, it is kind of true. The though, more like, you, the more you, you become. You, I mean, you can look at like the temptation to be more of yourself when it comes to art and like public forum. And you just follow the career of Nickelback. Bam, here yeah. I am doing what everybody else is doing. Got kind of a cool, gritty voice that nobody else is throwing around right now. And not not just nobody else is doing, but I got a cool, gritty voice that is better than the other. It's more radio-worthy than the other gritty voices that are out there. Because that was 90s. 90s was the gritty. Yeah, yeah. Three no, doors down. But they, free. they fit in so well because they had the good, like, mm, now that is a gritty voice that I want on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then they just started to be more and more themselves as time went on, and they got less and less popular. The, the, yeah. the less they started doing what was popular and the more they started being unique and individual, career goes downhill, man. It's really hard to go out there and just be yourself and be successful. It's hard to do that. It's not. It's possible. I mean, look at all the like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and I don't know who who invented like a genre of music. I don't know. Uh, first Nirvana. People, first people to do grunge. It. Yeah. But anyway, either so way, sorry. That's just friends. yeah, yeah, yeah. Free free <laughs> okay. career advice. Just throwing that out there. That was a really long point, wasn't it? We're, <laughs> yeah. we're like Supervisor Ben with his yep. free career advice. Mm, yep. Uh, we'll make a short. Yep, you can uh, <laughs> you can leave donations. Yep. Uh, in the buckets at the end of the aisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, what are we diving into today, Ben? Um, I had a conversation with my wife earlier, and kind of like a conversation that's been going on back and forth through my life. I would say for about the better part of a year, but I recently had a conversation with my wife that sparked me to try and figure this whole thing out with like spiritual freedom or spiritual maturity, or I don't even know what you really want to call it, but the idea that Mm -hmm. once you're saved and Jesus is the reason that you're saved, it's no longer about what you do. The stuff that was like, oh my gosh, untouchable, like you can't do that, there's no way. Like, I mean, just to get really specific and nitty-gritty, like um, 
shows with nudity in them. Huge Christian faux pas. Don't you dare do that. That's untouchable. Um, <laughs> drinking alcohol. Don't yeah. you dare do that. You'd be condemned to hell right now, lest the earth swallow you whole and God strike you down. Or swearing. Or, you know, just, just stuff like that that's like, <gasps> don't you do it. You know what I mean? Like, once yeah. you really, really get saved, I think you figure out that that's not the stuff that matters. That's not the stuff that's determining your salvation anymore. It's on Christ, so does that mean it's okay to do those things? Because I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, hey, man, it's just Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, let's hit a line of Coke real quick. You know, it's just Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to get to that point. But then again, I also don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, no. Is it, are we going to a place that sells alcohol? Oh, dear Lord, Father, <clears throat> God, protect me. You know what I mean? I, yeah, kind of like the people that we used to be. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's really easy to fall into that category. And yeah, I don't. So wanna... the real question is like, do we have freedom to be not necessarily freedom to sin, but freedom to indulge in things that uh, charismatic Christianity would say is sin, or do we have the freedom to separate ourselves from the world even more and not? want a part of that is the real question yeah yeah like when it says spiritual freedom yeah is it saying like and i tried to be very careful on how i worded that because yeah no you did a great job that was super careful <laughs> they <laughs> i don't know i just want to know what it is when it talks about spiritual freedom and strong faith does that enable me to things that some people would consider sin are no longer sin for me and totally fine to do as long as they're, I feel like they're approved by Christ in my life? Or does that mean like spiritual freedom from the desire to ever do anything that could even come close to being viewed as, oh my God, that's so worldly. You yeah. know what I mean? Is it freedom from the desire to do worldly things? Or is it freedom to not feel the weight of my own guilt on top of me if I yeah. do things that I used to think were like... Yeah, that's... Uh... We really have to judge, like, who we're doing it for. Like, are we really... Are we abstaining from certain things like drinking and cussing and whatever because we really feel like we're doing something for God? Or are we doing it because we're trying to be, like, more self-righteous ourselves and trying to feel... We're, like, are we doing it in a selfless way or a selfish way? And I think that's the real question there because... Mm. That's if good. you really, I mean, that might be the answer right there. We might be able to stop. <laughs> yeah, all right, see you guys next week. No, but are you doing it because you feel like it is legitimately the right thing to do is to not smoke, to not drink, to not cuss, to not watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, <laughs> to not watch a PG movie because it leads to a rated R movie, which leads to a triple X movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> So just not watch movies to, altogether. To not dance with someone of the opposite sex because it leads to pregnancy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what are I'm you laughing, doing? I'm laughing, but I guess that's serious to some people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not dogging anyone's religion, but... That's serious to my old high school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Liberty Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, man. That, to me, that's what it comes down to. Why are you doing it? And... Uh, one quote I pulled from this article that we're going to dive into in a minute. Um, <clears throat> this guy said, sometimes we 
As Christians just aren't normal and it hurts our witness. Others don't recognize us for for who we are followers of, Jesus Christ, because there is so much other stuff standing in the way. And the way that copy and pasted was weird. It like didn't do all the punctuations correctly. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, but what he's saying is that we're trying to be so perfect and so Christ-like that we are actually being something completely opposite of what Jesus actually said to be. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. We're like trying to help our witness and trying to be the most perfect Christian we can is actually hurting because everyone knows that no one is normal. Like no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that we all fall, we all fail, no one's perfect. But when we put on this personification that we are perfect, that um, I don't know, I don't, I don't do this, this, and that because I'm just trying to be as holy as I can be. And you know, if that's really your prerogative, that you're doing it for God, then you go for it. But if we're trying to do it to put on a mask, then we really gotta like look in the mirror and be like, all right, like, what's going on here? Yeah, there's. There is a super fine line, and that's why I think this is a good question, is like on one side of the coin you have the Pharisee who's like, oh, I don't want to be like you because you're of the world. And they just are legitimately socially weird people. Yeah. Because – and they and they they like that they're weird. Because that gives them some kind of like reward spiritually for not being like the rest of the sinners that are out there in the world. And the thought is that I want to be different because I know how it separates me from these other people. It makes me different. It makes yeah. me more acceptable before Christ. I want to be different because I I should seem different or I'm not doing it right, yeah. if that makes sense. And I'm not talking about like different in like a set-apart, like holy way. I'm talking about different in like a noticeable because you want people to know that you're different. There's a difference, yeah. Yeah. It's not like I want to be set apart and holy, even though that's what the the guys is under, I want to be set apart and holy. But if you're set apart and holy in a way that makes you less effective in the harvest, you're set apart and holy in a weird way, just being honest. Yeah. So I, I, that's like, I'm done. That's my quote for the day. No, but yeah. I think that I think that's kind of the determining factor. Well, to go into this first point, I mean, it's kind of where you're headed, anyways. Um, is that the Pharisees were looking for sin? They were, they were. Uh, this verse, Matthew twelve two, is the one he points out. He says, "But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath.'" And that's talking about like when they were breaking off the heads of grain because they were hungry on the Sabbath. Yeah. You're not technically supposed to harvest anything. According to the law. According to the law. Which the the law of the day is what set you apart. And in modern day Christianity and like the charismatic church movement, it's like we kind of like equivalent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is that a word? I don't I don't know what the right word would be. <laughs> Uh, you heard it here first, guys. Equivalent. I don't know what the right word there <laughs> equivalent. is. We, we equivalent <laughs> our own law in the New Testament that we have somehow derived 
and compare it we we would be compared to um in some regards as the pharisees were looking for stumbling blocks in people looking for people slip ups and mishaps and trying to you know point out those things so yeah. missing the the forest for the trees because literal Jesus was in front of them mm-hmm. and because he didn't fit into the standard that they had been upholding they completely missed him and only focused on the shortcoming of the people that were in front of them Yeah, and they thought that that was really good of them to do it's like hey guys we're all, you know, you're you're falling short here. You got to pick up the pace. You know, you got to you want to you don't want to be displeasing to God. You got to you got to get your life right. Yeah. And then Jesus is like, "Um, but I'm Jesus and they're following me." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> There's a bigger priority than whether we're eating grain on the harvest. And so the argument there is on the other side for a Christian who really feels free or just anybody who feels free you know what i mean is to i i'm just pursuing god yeah chill out you know you know what i mean like well he he says here um that that the church discipline is the mark of the true church and that is a true statement but discipline is it's not about sin it's not about the sin it's about repentance so the di- we get discipline, we get how you get to that point all wrong. We look at it as like, oh, here's all your sin. Here's all your mess ups. It's not about, because Jesus was never about when it was someone who was open and wanting to follow him and wanting to change and wanted to be this follower. It was never about, oh, you have so much sin though and you're so horrible. Like Jesus never talked to people like that who were honest and open hearted about following him the only people he ever talked to like that were the pharisees and -hmm. it's because they were coming at it from a whole different mindset yeah and they had this false idea of what discipline actually was you know they would point out the things like we just talked about you know hey you're sinning because you're eating on the sabbath instead of looking at the heart of why they were eating on the sabbath Mm -hmm. you know yeah the issue isn't Mm, that's good the issue is And that's really, not my point. That's his point. But, I mean, I just really agree with it. Yeah, it's more think... about the repentance. It's more about the turning to Jesus. It's not about what you're turning from. It's about who you're turning turning to. Exactly. So, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is yeah. that It's not about the sin that you're setting down. It's about the, the center of your faith, you know, like Jesus. It's about following him and his... I don't... Salvation isn't hinged around mm-hmm. sin. It's hinged around Jesus. You know what I mean? So, like, salvation isn't in the picking up and putting down of a cigarette or the picking up and putting down of a beer. Salvation is focused in Jesus. Yeah. And when you get your when you get yourself out of whack, you turn into a Pharisee. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think my question is, like, for me... Someone who's already saved. Let's imagine me as someone, I guess you could just look at me because I feel like I am saved, but imagine me as someone who is like following Jesus. I'm, I'm kind of wanting to get into like the rocky territory of like, so I've been through all of salvation and I love Jesus and I'm following him and I'm focused on him. Mm-hmm. What if I never ended up putting down 
the beer? What what yeah. if I never ended up putting down swearing? What if I never ended up putting down any of those things that people are focused on as sins? Is that what – can I still be called a Christian? You know what I, I mean? Like is that okay? And that's where like as much as me and you do agree mm-hmm. and we are in the same place with how we view God and church and all that. In the same place, I, I'm still not 100% in that place of, like, I'm wanting to get back involved with everything and get back on this church, God train. Like, I mean, I, I'm i a Christian, and I think if, if I've learned anything from the last couple months of just taking it slow and really working through what I believe, like, you know, I still am a Christian. And I remember talking to you after that... We went to that concert. What was it mm. that uh Judah and the Lion. We went to the Judah and the Lion concert and I remember talking to you and Nate on the way back and I'm just like, guys, I don't I don't know if I believe. Like mm. I don't know if I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I still and I'm not pretending like I'm perfect and we're getting into these like theological talks I guess tonight. Um which is cool and I like talking about it because it really makes me want to you know, figure out and pursue what I really do believe. Um, but I'm not pretending to be this perfect person. I'm not pretending like I am the perfect Christian, like, because I'm definitely not, you know. I don't even know all of what I believe. I know that I'm a Christian. I know I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But what is the church? What's my participation that I want to be involved in it? Yeah. I'm still not sure where I'm at with all of that. You know, and that's where I feel like we are kind of on different pages with that because mm-hmm. which not none of it is bad. I really am it's encouraged. Just where you're at. It's I'm just... well. I'm encouraged by where you're at. Like it really makes me think. Like, hey, I could be there again someday. Yeah. You know, you went through the, the same thing as I did, and now look where you're at. You know, you're back a part of a church. You're. Mm-hmm. You know, go into meetings and yeah. like, you know, who knows what's going to happen with you next. But that's so funny that you say <laughs> that because there's so many people that look at me and they're like depressed about where I'm at. They're like, oh, man, Ben's really <laughs> Ben's really falling off the horse. He just needs to get back in the saddle and like keep going after his calling. And then like here's the other half of the people in my life that are like, dude, I just like I'm really encouraged about where Ben is at. You know, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like I feel like. The and this is why I'm asking this question, is because there's half of the people in my life look at where I'm at, which I would call spiritual freedom. You know what I mean? Like where I just like don't really care about the little stuff, and it's not a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are looking at that, and they're like, "Ben, this is wrong. Why are you doing all these bad things?" And then the other half, which I would call the weaker believers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but people that are kind of like seeking it out and seeing if it's people that aren't 110% invested in every I mean, aspect would, of Christianity. I would put myself in that category, and I'm not ashamed to say it. But, I mean, so people in your category are like, man, Ben's really cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's in a, he's in a good spot, and I'm starting to think that like, one, I don't care what either side thinks i just want to be approved unto god and as Mm -hmm. long as me and him are chill that's great 
But like, I don't want to also not take advice from people and act like I have it all figured out. So it, exactly, am I going to be bad to listen to one side versus the other? It's kind of where my brain is at. You know what I, I mean? You can weigh both. Yeah. And I know it can get kind of weird and like, I don't know, almost like you're going crazy in your head. <laughs> like, it, yeah, because you've got one side saying one thing. I, I guess you really there can be cuckoos on both sides. Really? Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Really? You just got to watch who you're taking advice from in general. Yeah. There's it's a- not like the the pharisaical side has all the right answers or the I don't even want to say the the lawful side has all the answers and the that's not even the right word it's not like the solid believer Mm -hmm. has all the answers and the weaker believer doesn't have any or the other way around yeah i think freaking gray area i really want to be a sith and i really want to deal in absolutes here it's so much more (laughs) simple (laughs) well welcome to being a christian yeah dang it (laughs) The only Pick the wrong religion for that garbage. The only absolute is God himself. Everything else, we've been trying to figure out Gray for thousands of years. Everywhere. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, the the I don't want to like pause our conversation, but something I think that really like if you're curious about this as a believer yourself, like let's mm-hmm. say let's say you're kind of on shaky ground and you don't know where you're at, and you, if you give a freaking crap about this question. The best place the Bible gives an answer is in Romans 14. Uh, same Boo, thing. Bible. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm laughing because I know that's like <laughs> not exactly how you feel. But um, the other half, uh, people that are like super solid Christians that have degrees and have been to college and Pharisees. You Sorry. also will be, you, you also, I'm being facetious e- right e- now. Yeah. Just so you know, guys, that's a joke. <laughs> Keith is every, the pe- things Keith has said in the past 30 seconds are not how he seriously feels. He's not like, this is like the Bible. end of the podcast in the middle of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Where things start to spiral out of control. <laughs> um, no, but for you Bible people, you'll like, like the fact that I'm talking about the Bible, I think. Romans 14. Um, so, Keith, is it is it going to be extremely boring for me to just read this? Because I don't think a lot of people are going to go read it. You go for it. Okay. So this, this is kind of like where my argument comes from. I don't know which side I fall on, so just bear with me here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and read. I have a third grade reading level, but good thing the Bible falls under that belt. So here we go. <laughs> uh, welcome those who are weak in faith. But do not argue with them about their personal opinions. Oh, man, that would be so great. We'd have so many less arguments in church, mm-hmm. probably a lot less denominations if we would just listen to that. Okay. I think All you're right. on to something. Amen. One verse, and we're just like, hallelujah, praise <laughs> him. So <laughs> verse 2, some people's faith allows them to eat anything, but the person who is weak in the faith eats only vegetables. So now I'm going to apply this same concept of like abstaining from vegetables and not abstaining from, or abstaining from meat and not abstaining from meat to abstaining from like alcohol. I don't even want to say cigarettes because cigarettes is just like blatantly unhealthy, but like alcohol isn't blatantly unhealthy. Um, or like swearing isn't blatantly unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like things that are like questionable, they don't hurt you. They don't necessarily help you. They're just things like meat, not helpful, not harmful. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So some people's faith allows them to eat anything, but the person who is weak in the faith eats only vegetables. And it does call out that the person who has the more restrictions on their faith is the weaker believer. So I think huh. that's interesting. The person who's like, oh, no, I abstain more. The person who abstains more is mentioned as the weaker believer here. The that's pers- interesting. I, I totally agree. It makes you think that, like, the stronger believer is like, dude, it's just freaking food. Who cares? Yep. Or it's just a, it's a freaking beer. Like, I'm not, like, getting wasted here. What are you? Yeah. As I, oops, I said a freaking swear word. Like, <laughs> oh, dang. Go, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just someone who's, like, their focus yeah. is on something other than what they're necessarily doing. Or they're yeah. not caught up in the worldly aspect of their faith. Um, the person who will eat anything is not to despise the one who doesn't. So people that are drinking alcohol shouldn't despise the people who are, they view as loopy Christians who do, oh my gosh, they're so stringent. <laughs> they're probably, yeah, yeah. While the other one who eats only vegetables shouldn't pass judgment on the one who will eat anything. Like the person who's like, how dare you? I just want you to know that your soul, you should feel the fire of hell on you as you drink that beer. You should feel the fire of hell as that swear word comes out of your mouth. (laughs) So don't do that. The Bible just told you to stop. Please don't. Calm down, Grandma. You do not need to be like that. And it's not solving anything either. No, it's it's not. You're not making anything better. It might actually make me drink more. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Way to go, Grandma. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So who are you to judge the servants of someone else? It is their own master, capital M, who will decide whether they succeed or fail. And they will succeed because the Lord is able to make them succeed. Some people think that a certain day is more important than other days, while others think that all days are the same. We should each firmly make up our own minds. So the Bible is encouraging people to potentially arrive at different viewpoints, which is nowhere in church is that like, yeah, we, th- we believe different things. That is not encouraged anywhere except in the New Testament. So... Mm-hmm. Sorry, church people. (laughs) Uh, I'm almost done, I promise. Oh, you're good. Those who think highly of a certain day honor the Lord. Those who will eat anything. Yep. Those who think highly of a certain day do so in honor of the Lord. Those who will eat anything do so in honor of the Lord because they give thanks to God for the food. Those who refuse to eat certain things do so in honor of the Lord and they give thanks to God. We do not live for ourselves only. We do not die for ourselves only. If we live, it is for the Lord that we live. If we die, it is for the Lord that we die. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For Christ died and rose to life in order to be the Lord of the living and of the dead. You then, who only eat vegetables, why do you pass judgment on others? And you who eat anything, why do you despise other believers? All of us will stand before God and be judged by him. For the scripture says, As surely as I am the living God, says the Lord, everyone will kneel before me and everyone will confess that I am God. Every one of us then will have to give an account for God. And then I'm going to say just a couple more verses. I know I've been reading for a long time. so This is probably the most preachy I've ever been on the podcast, but I feel <laughs> passionately about Grandma laying off the people drinking a beer, and I feel passionately about the people who are like, uh anti you know i don't know just it's okay to have standards and you shouldn't feel bad for having a standard of living that you want to you know mm-hmm. keep for yourself so then it says don't make others fall so then let us stop judging one another instead you should decide never to do anything that would make others stumble or fall into sin my union with the lord jesus 
makes me certain that no food in and of itself is ritually unclean. So Paul is like, yep, it's good, bruh. Enjoy. Um, but if you believe that food is unclean, then it becomes unclean for you. So he's basically like saying, if you feel convicted about it, then it you should feel convicted about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think he's also saying if you don't, then don't be convicted about it. Do not let the food that you eat ruin the person. Oh, and this is the big one. This is the one that makes me struggle. If you hurt others because of something you eat, then you are no longer acting from love. Do not let the food that you eat ruin the person for whom Christ died. Do not let what you regard as good get a bad name. For God's kingdom is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of the righteousness, peace, and joy which is in the Holy Spirit. Last thing. I know I keep saying that, but welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, switch go, pages. Man. Okay. Yeah. It says, We who are strong in the faith ought to help the weak carry their burdens. We should not please ourselves. Instead, we should all please other believers for their own good in order to build them up in the faith. For Christ did not please himself. Instead, as the scripture says, the insults which are hurled at you have fallen on me. Everything which is written in the scriptures was written to teach us in order that we might have hope through patience and encouragement. And yeah, it goes on. Basically, okay. So, for the love, if you're still listening after that, you <laughs> you are either saved or you're just really nice. You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you just listen to me read the Bible forever. I'm so sorry. But I had to present biblical points to convince not only the godly, but those people who are questioning it and whether it's true or not. Now at least you know what the Bible says about it. Mm-hmm. But the part that gets me, Keith, is yes. where it says like, Paul is like, dude, everything is chill, bro. Like all food is good. Mm-hmm. And the weaker believer is the one with more restrictions. So I'm like, so if I have less restrictions, I'm the stronger believer. I have strong faith and I can just chill and relax and follow Jesus. Obviously, I'm not going to just like go to the strip club and get a hooker and, you know, do lines of cocaine because I'm following Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it, it basically says, don't sweat it, man. Like, oh, you said a swear word. Don't sweat it. You drank a beer. Oh, don't sweat it. But then at the end, it says the stronger believer has a responsibility to the weaker one. You know, like people that are, I don't know, have more restrictions or whatever. Yeah. And so I don't want to mess them up by doing what I think is cool. Mm -hmm. Like if I drink a beer and it affects someone in a negative way, it's not okay for me to drink a beer, even though it's really chill. Well, I like the question that you asked earlier before the podcast where you said, you know, who is the weaker believer? And we were talking about that. And a lot of people would say that the weaker believer is the less mature one, the more, the one with the least amount of rules, the one that, you know, he may cuss, he may drink, he may smoke and God's working on him. He's a weak believer, but God's working on him. He's hanging on by a thread, but man, (laughs) God's going to complete the work in that boy. But I would disagree with that i would say that even if that person is okay with drinking or okay with cussing that doesn't that doesn't necessarily make him the weaker believer because of those things i don't know i don't i don't yeah i think that verse clearly said that those things yeah eating meat isn't what makes you the weaker believer yeah you know like 
having less restrictions isn't what makes you the weaker believer. Yeah. I mean, for me, I guess the way that I look at it is... Now, having no restrictions, I mean, that's that would be a problem. Yeah. I mean... That would 100%. <laughs> if you have no restrict, I mean, to be fair, as freeing as, as Christianity is... It's it's a relationship, and relationships have boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't just like in my friendship with you, I am really free to be your friend, and you make me enjoy life more than I would. But there's boundaries to that. I just can't like mm-hmm. take your computer and be yeah. like, "Hey, man, I'm going to borrow this for a minute without asking." You know, like I can hurt the relationship. So it's not like willy nilly do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Well, the thing is. I think with freedom, you have to, like, weigh it with wisdom, you know, like, there's, yeah. because just in the same way where it's like, you know, this person has more freedom because he doesn't have all the restrictions, in the same way where Paul also says, don't let your freedom lead you astray, in other yeah. bo- in other books, I don't even remember where he, I, yeah, I used I think, to have all those memorized. I think but. it's Romans <clears throat> 7 or 8 where he talks about, like, yeah. so... The more that sin abounds, grace abounds. Like the mm-hmm. more you sin, the more God forgives you. And he's basically does that mean saying, that we should yeah. keep on sinning so we get a ton of forgiveness? And he's like, no, you're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> he's saying don't don't let your freedom lead you into sin. Yeah, like you got to be wise with it. And you like the problem is we get, and I think we should probably end somewhere around here because I had to get to bed tonight. Oh dang um, it, freaking bed. We'll continue this. Some, well, if you didn't freaking read the bed. freaking Bible novel. Hey, man, it was, it was needed, okay? <laughs> but I think you have to, my final point is you have to weigh freedom with wisdom. I feel like I'm in a point right now where I I feel like I have more freedom than in some areas mm-hmm. than I've had my entire time of being a Christian. But then also there's other areas where I don't feel as free as I used to be as well. Yeah. You know, what? like I was laying in bed um, last night and just going over, I don't know why, because I don't even think about these things anymore, but I was just like thinking about the fruits of the Spirit. And I was like, I don't feel as peaceful as I used to. Like I definitely feel like my, since questioning all these things and putting them on the table and figuring out what I believe, my anxiety has definitely risen. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, I'm willing to work those things out. I'm willing to go through a season of like, okay, like I'm not as solid as I was before, but I know I st- I'm still holding on to the fact that God's going to pull me through this. And, you know, if I go through a season where I'm a little bit anxious about everything or just anxious about life in general. Do you think that? that was always there you're just willing to confront it now yeah maybe that i mean that because maybe i just put a mask on it before well you just put like i feel like christianity has a lot of really good uh uh topical anesthetics like aloe vera makes your sunburn feel better but it doesn't make it go away you know what i mean your body has to really do some work to heal it yeah, like so you're like, just hiding that anxiety, that depression, whatever inside of you. I mean, it's just like anything else. Yeah. If you've got some messed up stuff inside of you, you can put a lot of things in it. You can medicate it with, you know, 
alcohol. That's true. Uh, religion. You know, some, I forget who it was that someone called religion the, religion the opiate for the masses. <laughs> I mean, religion can be an opiate to make you forget and not focus on things. But like, well, cults have drawn entire groups of people away from conscious thinking. Yeah, and to and do it, some crazy ish. Yeah, but but it doesn't have to be that. Religion doesn't have to be an opiate. It can actually be surgery. You know what I mean? Like it can actually fix the problem. Yeah, it has the ability to miraculously heal. If you're willing to let it get in there and get nitty gritty, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? does that make sense? Yeah, and you know, back to the Pharisees, I think that was a thing. Like, what God was doing, what God was trying to do with Israel and the law and all that, He was trying to do that. I feel like, but obtaining the law and living by the law and the pharisaical sense didn't really do justice what god was trying to do which is the whole reason jesus had come people's own self-righteousness became their opiate the thing that made them feel better about themselves was how well they could follow the law not how well they were connecting with their creator yeah which is which is big i sorry Keith, do you care if I do like a five-minute final point and then we wrap it up? Mm-hmm. Sure. My biggest question for all of this is what should I, as someone who believes that I'm a strong believer, how should I interact with a weak believer and who are they? And I think that a weak believer is someone who legitimately is struggling with their faith or even having tr- like believing, not someone who has believed for years and years and years and years and has a lot of restrictions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I could be wrong because the Bible seemed to say that it was the person who has a lot of restrictions. But I don't think that my responsibility to uh, abstain is to please the Pharisee. Mm-hmm. You know, the person who knows it all and they're like really dedicated in their faith. And they're like, oh, no, it hurts me that you're drinking alcohol. I, I don't think that my responsibility is to the Pharisee. I think it's literally to like the lost sheep individual. Yeah. You know what I like someone who's really on the verge of deciding, you know, to be a religious and spiritual person and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It it's it's really hard for me to say I have a responsibility to the Pharisee to live holy. Because that's just feeding into an unhealthy mindset. Yeah. But I feel like it's totally normal for me to have a responsibility for someone who's seeking out truth to be a beacon of it and not a hindrance to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm not trying to hinder people that are seeking Jesus. I'm just where I'm at now is I think I'm losing respect for the opinion of the Pharisee. Yeah. That says you shouldn't be doing that. I think I'm going to be like actually bro, it's not that big a deal. Jesus Christ gives freedom and I'm focused on my relationship with him. As long as that's true, because it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to lie to yourself and say, like, oh, I'm just focused on my relationship with Jesus. I can do whatever the heck Be I want. Be real with yourself, yeah. Yeah, if you really are focused on your relationship with Jesus, then forget the opinion of the Pharisees. But if you're not, don't use it as an excuse to, like, you're just a Pharisee. You can't tell me what to do. I'm just living in spiritual freedom. You yeah. know? <laughs> Wait, when are we going to get the intellectual back on the podcast? I just don't know what to do, Keith. I, I, uh, I'm an intellectual. <laughs> Okay, so I have a few parting words. (laughs) Yeah, 
I just, them away, my dear I just boy. want all of you out there to know, going to PG-rated movies are the gateway to X-rated movies, so you must stop going to the movie theater altogether. Point oh. two, okay. dancing always leads to sex, so you must stop dancing altogether. Okay. Point three, the most important one, reading a secular novel always leads to the really bad books. You know the ones I'm talking about, the bad ones. Wah, wah, wah. So you must stop reading books altogether. <laughs> and you have officially uh, <laughs> identified as a Pharisee, I believe. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> no, is what, uh, that, that's that's not contradictory <laughs> to everything we just got done talking about at all, Keith. You can't tell me what I identify as. Oh, now you're you see now you're going back to the Bible. It said we should all make up our minds <laughs> firmly what we should believe, or what we not what we should believe, but yeah. what. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I, you know what I mean. I got you. I got you. Don't don't just <laughs> everyone out there. Don't make up your own beliefs. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Enjoy Amen. that. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up. It's been uh, <clears throat> sorry. It's been really good being back on here again. Feel free to hit us up on a Twitter, on Facebook. Let's get that uh, Facebook community going again. Start posting in there. Any questions you may have, any things you want to hear us talk about. Uh, no matter whether it's anything from political to religious to just spiritual in general, I want to get back on the train, get things rolling here. Um, yeah, so feel free to hit us up on any platform. Email us at pilgrimsandprodigals at gmail.com. I don't know, Ben, do you have any parting words of wisdom for everybody? Uh, Stay in school. Of wisdom? No, not any of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a great night. (laughs) All right. See ya.